Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Braves reporter, Mark Bowman. And, Mark, we're going to start our positional breakdowns this week. Uh, We'll do a different position each week leading up to spring training, which is a little over a month away. Hard to believe, but it's coming fast. And Braves fans, uh, maybe head down to Florida, get ready for spring training. But beyond that, we'll talk about catchers today. But let's do some other newsworthy stuff before we get to that, Mark. And start with Freddie Freeman. Sounds like he's going to play for Canada in the World Baseball Classic. Um, surprised at all? Not, not really. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe the only surprise was that, uh, you know, if, if Votto was going to play, you, you thought, well, Freeman's not going to go there just to provide some assistance here and there. He wants to be, you know, wants to play on a consistent basis if you're leaving spring training. So, uh, you know, once, once Votto uh, made it clear that, that he was not going to play, I think this was the expectation that, that Freeman would go ahead and, uh, play for Canada. He's, he's, you know, it's where his maternal uh, grandparents, his mother's from there. Uh, his mother's always obviously held a special place in his heart, his career, just from the fact, you know, she passed away at, uh, when he was, I believe, nine years old from melanoma. And he's just, you know, there's just everything he does. He's never forgotten her memory. He talks about the times where uh, there was a light pole out in right center field at the little park that they, they, um, his dad used to throw him BP too, and his mother at that time was, you know, I, I believe was she was in remission. She was out walking the dog, and he hit a the first time he hit that that uh, light pole that he'd always been aiming for. She was standing right underneath it. He, you know, there's just he wears the the sleeves there um, in her memory. Um, you know, just to do something in her honor, I can see that uh, I can see why he uh, wants to go ahead and play in this event and, and represent her country. Yeah, and that's a great backstory behind some of the reasoning for Freddie Freeman playing for Canada. Good stuff. Um, Brandon Phillips' uh, reports came out, Mark, that he blocked a trade to the Braves. Um, he he did a similar thing last year, possible trade from the Reds. It seems like he just wants to play things out in Cincinnati. Um, but it sounds like it wasn't that he was completely against going to the Braves as much as uh, the Reds couldn't quite kind of check all the boxes that he needed to take place in order to allow it to happen. Um, they've said maybe the door is not closed. Do you see any situation where this could be revisited and Phillips could end up being a Brave? I mean, I, I think from the Reds' end, um, you know, obviously they, we got, they got to a point to where uh, the process where they had to ask for his permission, they, they went that far down the road. They're hoping that the door is still open from the Braves' perspective. 
door to still be open because they, they uh, after this occurred, uh, I went ahead and signed Sean Rodriguez, who I see playing second base on a, on a you know, getting most of the reps there uh, until Albies is ready. Ozzy Albies is ready at some maybe at some point this year, maybe next year. Um, whatever the case, I do believe that they are uh, in a better spot with Rodriguez unless they were getting, you know, and this is what the expectation was, that they certainly weren't going to be paying much of Phillips' contract. It was just going to be a destination place uh, or a place for, for the Reds to send him, for the Braves to give up for, you know, it wouldn't wasn't the expectation wasn't a, a top ten prospect per se. It was something that made sense for the Braves at the time. Uh, I think that they they sense see that Sean Rodriguez is a, a better fit, and uh, you know while, while the Reds may hope that door is still open, I don't see, think the Braves do it that way. The Braves pull off a trade on Wednesday, Mark, as well. They send away a couple of young players, get some young talent in return. Malik Smith, really probably the name that sticks out as far as players going to Seattle, and he actually eventually ended up in Tampa Bay as Seattle swung another trade. But let's talk about who the Braves are getting in this deal. Luis Gohara and Thomas Burrows, how do these guys fit into the Braves' system organization right now? You know, both these guys are going to be at the lower levels, but this is another instance where the Braves basically cleared some excess off their 40-man roster. A couple guys that uh, didn't factor into their immediate plans, they went and uh, tried to enrich their their farm system with two power arms, uh, especially Gohara. To to look at uh, Gohara was ranked fifth in the Mariner system by MLBPipeline.com. You know, I I don't know exactly where he's going to fit within Atlanta's system, my guess is. Somewhere there between 10 and 15, uh, a, a good, uh, good-looking 20-year-old prospect who's who's touched uh, fastballs touched near 100. But uh, I think the intriguing thing is not only is he a hard thrower, but his his secondary stuff has developed enough to the point where he at least keep keep open the hope that he could develop into a starter. Um, Burrows, um, I, I, I see both these guys either starting, probably starting at, at Class A Rome. Um, or down there at the, with the new team in Florida, the Class A advanced team. Um, the Burroughs probably could come a little bit faster just because he had some collegiate experience there at the University of Alabama as their closer. Uh, he's a little bit older. And, you know, once he gets his, his speed under him this year, gets uh, starts his first full professional season, I could see him rising quickly, especially if he lives up to the Braves' expectations. But this the centerpiece of this deal was Gohara. Uh, like I said, it's a... Uh, Good-looking uh, left-hander that's uh, from Brazil. We don't. We certainly don't talk about prospects from Brazil too often. But uh, he's, you know, he's, he's had some hiccups here during his early years. Uh, but he's just 20. To, to go ahead and take a couple guys like Malik Smith and Shea Simmons, who didn't fit into this year's plans and probably not beyond, uh, if if some of their other prospects continue to develop like they expect, the Braves just simply tried to add a few more arms to us. It's a system that is very rich in pitching right now. All right, let's get into the uh, backstop position for this Atlanta Braves team heading into 2017, Mark. And I know late in the 2016 season, there was a lot of talk about, oh, maybe it's a great time to bring back Brian McCann, trade for him because there's a there's an availability there to upgrade the catcher position. And then there was even talk maybe the Braves would get involved in, in Matt Wieters as far as free agency goes. Um, in the end, at this point, well, Matt Wieders is still available, but it seems like the Braves kind of have their guys. And just let's start with how it all plays out. They did add a catcher in Tuffy Ghostwitch, claiming him off waivers from the D-backs. But 
if the season started tomorrow, is Tyler Flowers going to be a guy that that how many games does he play? I guess is the question behind the plate for the Braves in 2017. Yeah, I think the expectation would be that, that Flowers catches that that right there in between that 100 to 110 uh, makes 100 110 starts behind the plate there. Uh, whether Wrecker uh, takes up you know each of the, those other games or like you said they they added Go Switch. I don't think that they're going to go outside. If they were going to go outside the organization uh, and make a significant move, uh, especially on the free agent market, it would have been with Wilson Ramos. Um, you know, and obviously Ramos' entry there the final week of the season halted that uh, pursuit, their potential pursuit. You know, even even as they went through the early portion of this off season, you know, I was still hearing that. Uh, you know, well, what if Ramos is willing to take one and one year and five million dollars that that really wasn't feasible because you you look at that and he's probably not going to be able to play until june um what are you paying for there i mean it, it made sense for him to go an american league team uh the race deal made a lot more sense for him uh this brings us back to weeders while you may hear something that you know you'll continue to hear you know oh, the Braves are still keeping their ears open on Weeders. I, okay, look, if Matt Weeders gets to that point where he's willing to sign one year and $8 million, something like that, uh, yeah, okay, the Braves might be in play. But I, I don't see Scott Boris allowing that to happen. I don't think Matt Weeders wants that to happen. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, maybe if, if we get to that point, then then the uh, plans would, would be changed. But as they, they move forward, I, I think you're going to look at Tyler Flowers and Anthony Recker, uh, beginning of the season there is, is their their catchers. Uh, as you move forward, this is this is an area where they do have to address at some point uh, within the next year. With Flowers is going to be a free agent after this year, uh, they, this is the one area of their farm system that they're not well stocked. They've even got Alex Jackson, the uh, Mariners prospect that they acquired back in December. They, they've got him; he'll be doing some work behind the plate. Uh, for the first time in maybe three years now, um, they're going to see. You know, he was a high school catcher. You know, see see if he can do some work behind the play bit. This is all an attempt to to fill an area of need within the you know what is an otherwise uh, pretty rich pipeline. Um, but at the catcher's position, uh, there, there really isn't a, a lot to look forward to. So they have to look at the next few years. You know, I, obviously Alex Jackson is not going to be available next year, so within the next few months or, you know, next 12 months at least, uh, you and I are going to have more conversations about what will they do at catcher. But I, for the immediate, in, from the immediate plans, you know, look for flowers and record at the beginning of the season as their catchers. You kind of know what you're getting with those two guys as far as production and what they can do behind the plate. But how about dealing with young pitching? Because obviously the Braves are going to have more and more of this young pitching coming up through the system. A lot of it was up last year. There'll be more to come. Is Tyler Flowers a guy that they like just being a guy that these pitchers can lean on and depend on as their guy behind the plate? I think Tyler Flowers is a great guy to talk to. I think that he works very hard on his defense. Um, you know, you, you can look at his uh, caught stealing numbers last year and talk about, uh, you know, it was, you know, historically, you know, near historically bad. Um, so he, you know, that that's obviously an area uh, of concern. But at the same time, he, you know, if if you believe in pitch framing, he he checks off that box uh, really well. He's, he's one of the better in terms of metrics. He, he rates there really high the last couple of years. Um, and 
you know, he, he truly is a guy who takes the, the pitchers do like communicating with it. He's easy to, to talk to. He knows what he's doing. He's learned the craft really well. He, you know, I, I do think that they, they do have some trust in him, him being a guy that these young kids can be comfortable with. Um, like I said, you, you can look at the uh, caught stealing numbers last year and have, you know, definite reasons for concern. But at the same time, here's a guy who's going to uh, be able to call a good game and, and talk to these pitchers, provide the comfort that they need. Um, and, and, you know, from most aspects behind the plate, he's, he's certainly above average. So that's your situation behind the plate as far as the Atlanta Braves go. Heading into 2017, barring any uh, big story, I guess, over the next month or so, we'll break down each position as we go along, Mark, between now and pitchers and catchers reporting from the outfield to the infield, uh, starters and relievers. Great stuff, as always. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Braves edition for Mark Bowman. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.